you know what, Jen? I don't think I've ever looked better in my life. I think I'm I'm at the peak of my physical prowess. I think you are. At the moment. And yeah. I would love to share that with people. I'd love people to be able to see me in the flesh. Just it's to... selfish to keep this. <laughs> it is. This amount of radiance needs to be shared. So I thought what I would do is invite people along to see me in real life. To be in the same room at the Museum of Comedy. At the Museum of Comedy, because comedy is what I do <laughs> most of the time. <laughs> and you belong in a museum. No, oh, no. No, no, no. It was How rude. My self-esteem had climbed and now it's back down on the floor. But no, I um, love the Museum of Comedy and I'm going to go there and I'm going to take my raw magnetism with me uh, on Wednesday the 24th of April. Can I come too? You can. Just try not to sort of detract from my glow, you know. Okay. Uh, we are going to have the magnificent Jenny Ryan, a magnificent guest, Ooh. TBA. Wednesday the 24th of April, put it in your diaries, bring your sunglasses because I am shining. Yeah, get your tickets now. The link is in our social media or from the music. Museum of Comedy website. Oh, please do come. Jen's all right as well. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. What's your name? Jenny Ryan. Correct. What's my name? Lucy Porter. Correct. What are we doing? We're making a podcast all about quizzing. Correct. What's it called? Fingers on buzzers. Correct. Hello and welcome to another edition of... Fingers on buzzers. <laughs> Goodness me. I mean, there is an element of physicality to that that you yeah. listeners will, will not I was trying to do a bit of Doppler. It was beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I hope that's come Drive across. Drive-by intro. To the good listeners. It it was. It looked marvellous anyway. That's yes. that's great. Um, thank you very much, everyone, for joining us for a, another tip-top episode. We've got... Tip-top, indeed. Absolutely tip-top. We've got Justin Morehouse, who is a friend of both of ours. And uh, an avid quiz fan. Yeah, there'll be a lot of talk of quizzing and uh, we're going to very heavily tee up an anecdote, which I hope is, you know, going to live up to our expectations. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He he teased it when I appeared on his show a couple of weeks ago, so... Yes, if anyone who heard that... It should be good. We'll all be absolutely agog to hear what he's got to say there. Um, And then we've got the brilliant Mike Cannon, who, uh, well, is an amazing quizzer and is going to do something quite special for us in terms of a listener quiz. Now we are delighted to have with us a man who is sitting in one of the nicest settings we have seen on a Zoom call. I know this won't mean much to the listeners, but he's looking great and sounding great. It's Mike Cannon. Hello, Mike. Hi. 
yeah podcast probably not the best medium to discuss interiors <laughs> but uh but it, you definitely do well on that there's a there's a rate my my zoom background account mm. isn't there where people get oh i've got to get a that score then. yeah 10 uh, out of 10 yeah Oh, it's yeah. a solid 10 for you, Mike. So, uh, so now, Mike, it's lovely to have you with us. Will you tell us a little bit about you and your relationship to quizzing? Yeah, of course. So I've always been a big quiz fan. I think um, as a child, I would often do quizzes for my family, that kind of thing on New Year's Eve, that sort of uh, thing. Um, and I've sort of always done a bit of um, yeah, writing quizzes. Um, in work, I often do a Friday lunchtime quiz, which is what was number one 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 30 years ago on this day. Oh, lovely. Great. And also good for Popmaster Revision. So there we yes. go. Um, and then basically during lockdown, um, I have done what many other people who have been on this podcast have done and started a quiz for my friends and family um which i did weekly to start off with and now do a little uh, less frequently um but yes the usp of that one is um that i do a music round on a melodica um mainly because i am not the best with tech so <laughs> i couldn't like figure out a way to play music on the quiz so i just played it on the melodica so that always uh I think one of those it's the keyboard you blow into is it am I yeah 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay that's amazing it has like a a pipe coming out of it so usually you only sort of see me and the pipe and then me staring (laughs) um really concentrating on playing the right thing oh bless you (laughs) I love that creativity and I think that's what's that's something that has shone out from the best zoom quizzes anybody i think can pick up a a quiz book or Mm. google some some questions and read them out but thinking outside the box like that i think that's absolutely brilliant yeah people really appreciate the personal effort that you've gone to don't they yeah and i've seen so many great zoom quizzes out there that are doing um things that you maybe couldn't necessarily do in a usual pub quiz and they're really using the medium to uh, that's not something that I'm doing but you know <laughs> other people are doing it really well and you know uh, coming up with really um, innovative things so it's great to see that yeah yeah no it's been really nice actually talking about this on the podcast and getting and I have been shamelessly stealing ideas <laughs> and I've got to be honest with you Mike I think the melodic because I I'm not musical um yeah but you know, I, I, I'm a, I've got a stylophone, and I'm wondering if I could maybe achieve the same. Perfect. What's the most ambitious thing you've attempted on your melodica? Well, I did do one round, which was quiz show themes, <gasps> um, and the hardest one was um, "Have I Got News for You?" because it's oh, yeah. really quite that's pacey. Uh, and um and only connect is also very tricky if only for the <laughs> for the random notes but yes yes so, uh, yeah oh well done and how do you do you just do this by ear or do you have you found a source material for the music <laughs> yeah, so, so i play piano um so it, it's not too hard to sort of move on to the melodica at least if it's just sort of one note at a time yes. um yeah so i sort of just make it up a bit but, uh, uh, well yeah, i mean I mean, I'm wondering for a Christmas special if we might, Jenny, be able to invite Mike along to do I mean, some melodic tunes. I mean, would that be a thing that you I might would consider, be, Mike? I would be honoured. I did actually, <laughs> I did actually buy the melodica for the 
uh, Arcadia Digital Christmas Quiz last year um, to do UK number ones. The original plan was handbells, but I thought that would be a bit too much of a fan. Oh, amazing <laughs> though. That's but a lot yeah. of setup, yeah. Yeah. I would love to be back to play the melodica. <laughs> oh, amazing. Well, there we go, Mike. I think that's a deal. Perfect. Now, we so obviously that's for the future, but in the more immediate future, we will be talking to you again uh, because you have come up with a quiz for us and I, I cannot wait. It's not musical, is it? Or is it musical? There is a music question in there. Um, I, I will not be performing on this one. Uh, <laughs> no, save that for Christmas, love. Yeah, keep your powder dry. <laughs> Perfect. All right, lovely. Well, we'll be talking to you again very soon. Thank you, Mike Cannon. Ooh, thank you very much. Now, what an absolute treat we have today because it is someone I have known and loved for many, many, many years. It's very much my second favourite Justin in the whole entire world. Oh. <laughs> and I only say that because I'm married to one and he might, you know, it might take umbrage if I said uh, that uh, Justin Morehouse is my favourite. But I think I think he is probably my favourite. It's Justin Morehouse. <laughs> so nice to hear that. I, yeah. I, do you know what? I, I don't know many Justins. So when we when you meet another Justin, you sort of gravitate towards them, and yeah. uh, your your Justin's lovely, isn't he? I I believe so. Yes. Yeah. In fact, you know, I was going to do you a quiz on just uh, sort of famous Justins, but then I started looking and I fell down a Justin Bieber online <laughs> oh, wormhole, yes. wow. and it was so depressing that I didn't. So anyway, I haven't done that, Justin. So good, good. <laughs> and how are you, uh, lovely man? You've been podcasting and broadcasting furiously throughout lockdown, I believe. Yeah, I, do you know what? I'm I'm okay. I kind of uh, every now and then I have a little slip, like I think a lot of people do. I, I find, mm. uh, and then I go, do you know what? Actually, I'm compared to lots of people. I'm okay. I'm all right. I've managed to keep lots of work going, different stuff going. So uh, that's the main thing. And um, the dog's getting walked a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I'm fine. How are you guys? Yeah. Do you know a friend of mine told me that in Spain for a while they had a thing where you could only go outside if you were walking a dog yeah, and so yes. people who wanted to go outside were paying other people to rent yeah. their dog and um, the phrase fitter than a Spanish dog became <laughs> one that we thought that would be well, a, I, you know. I know people who live in Spain who were doing this no there you and, go and they were not only were they were they paying people they were meeting in the underground car parks <laughs> so <laughs> you, you would drive in with your dog and then drive out without it people were exchanging poodles underground like they were sort of like contraband in spain dogging in a car park means something very different completely different it's like that do you, do you know this story about it's slightly different and i know it's not in your subject but do you know this thing about in disneyland where people in florida if they if their kids have got a registered disability will hire them out to rich people to queue jump yeah that is bleak isn't it that is... well there's two ways of looking at it one way is going capitalism in full effect or secondly the people who say our kids get looked at i mean imagine being the parent of a kid with very specific needs that you know it might be hard work all day you're getting money for them you're getting rid of them all day and they're having a day out at a fun fair i mean yes, yes, show yes. me where the losers are yeah <laughs> The poor, the poor people who are stuck in the queue who couldn't afford to hire a wheelchair-bound child. Yeah, well, you you wouldn't get a wheelchair-bound child. You just get one with some vague kind of special needs. Right. That's what I think. That's what they were doing. Maybe just forge document. I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with this one. <laughs> I think let's let's pull it back. Let's pull yeah. it back. Yeah. Um, we uh, went to we went to Los Angeles a couple of years ago and. 
we only went to one theme park and we sp- uh, bought the fast pass tickets and it was the greatest day of mm. my life. I felt like Elton John all day long. <laughs> I've never done that because I am a very mean parent, but is it you just get to go right to the front of the queue all times? You know what would happen, but we, we to, 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 to do uh, Universal Studios, I think you need two days. Right. Well, we had fast pass tickets and we just got there first thing in the morning. We left last thing at night, did every single ride and didn't have to queue up. It's just glorious, oh, honestly. It was the gosh. best thing we've ever done. It's the, the second best thing about that day was we went on the Jurassic Park ride and there's, it takes your photograph, but there was four of us, but the, the rows are, are five. So the photograph we've got is us four, then our little adopted child from Mexico at the end. <laughs> That we'd hired to get to the front of the queue. Being yes. Mexican isn't a disability, just so people know that. <laughs> anyway, let's try and bring it back onto quizzing, I'd say. Yes. Um, so, uh, so now, Justin, you have done Mastermind and your spesh, as we're mm. going to call it, was uh, Les Dawson. It was indeed, yes, Les Dawson. If I could just tilt my screen there just for your benefits, if you just look up there in the top corner there on the left-hand oh, side. Oh, yes. There's the, there's the Mastermind Trophy. The all-important oh. trophy amongst... What else? What is all that stuff on your shelf? I mean, I'm uh, fascinated. A lot of Wisdoms. The, the Yellow Books of Wisdoms, yeah. Cricket Records. Uh, top a shelf. football trophy. Top shelf is a Man United signed football. Next oh. to that is a latex Eric, Eric Cantona mask from the Ken Loach film, Looking for Eric. <laughs> that was in. Some poker chips and an atlas. And now that box there, that's very interesting. In that box is a false beard one of i had about 50 of those made for when i did a play called zach at the royal exchange in manchester and they got um shaved off every day so we had to have to get different ones made every day and that was the last one and below that um, copies of my dvd which are still available <laughs> <laughs> nice well, like- nice plug I love this uh, sort of audio through the keyhole that we're doing. It's quite, it I think this is a format that could yeah. catch on, definitely. So the yeah. Mastermind Trophy is up there, pride yeah. of place. Talk us through your Mastermind appearance, if you would. So I got asked to do it, and uh, they, they the advice they gave me was um, pick something that you like. And uh, so I picked Les Dawson, who is my hero. He was my hero before I was a comedian. Mm-hmm. Before I ever thought about doing comedy, I was a huge Les Dawson fan. And... Um, and it was just a joy. I just read every single thing that you could read about uh, Les Dawson, including, uh, you know, uh, Louis Barth, the uh, comedian historian. You know that guy. Yeah, I do. He's written a brilliant biography of Ken Dodd, which uh, which I bought for Justin, my Justin, last year. It's excellent. He, he's written loads of books. He sent me his, uh, his unpublished uh, <laughs> biography of Les Dawson, which I read as well, which clearly was going to be no questions in there because it wasn't even published. <laughs> And you know what happened? I'll be. Can I be honest? That's that's what I think you have to be, don't you? On these mm. things, mm-hmm. they never asked me a question about Les Dawson that I didn't know before I started reading. Yes, yes. So yes. I already knew everything, and just stuff that I'd, I'd I'd got by osmosis over the years. And it was, I mean, it was really easy. It was too easy. <laughs> it's too easy, isn't it, celebrity mastermind? Let's be honest. Well, I mean, you say that, but uh, those of us who've won it, I think we should maintain the mystique that it's actually uh, it's actually tough. But you're right now. I mean, it's significantly easier I, than the proper I version. I think there's going to be a, a new trend now of celebrities going on civilian versions. I mean, yes. what's happened with Only Connect this year? 
Emma Kennedy a... and uh, and Mitch Ben, yeah. Yeah, because that wasn't a celebrity version, was it? No, that's the real version. And yeah. I mean, they, they they still could be they still could be in it to win it. So did Andy Osho not go on the Real Mastermind? I don't know, or maybe she she just said she was going to. We'll have to ask her. But yeah, I mean, I think that's it. The, the, there's enough celebrities who've been very bored in 2020 <laughs> and have been quizzing so much that I think that might be something that we come to see. Who else was on your edition of Mastermind? Uh, so it was uh, <laughs> Matthew Hoggard, the England cricketer, mm-hmm. who's a specialist. I, I'm going to. I don't care. I'll tell you the story. His specialist <laughs> subject was Friends, series one and two. Okay. And question one was uh, in episode one, series one, uh, Joey and Chandler discuss it take it's so many steps between the front door of their apartment to the front door of the uh, coffee shop that they all enjoy. What's it called? Just blank. <gasps> Didn't speak oh. for about a minute. Oh no. Oh baby. Oh no. god, that's awful. And I mean, also the thing about Mastermind, which is those the length of question and the mm. fact that it says something completely different, and then it it sometimes really does throw people yeah. off because they're going, "How many steps was it between there?" You yeah. know, <laughs> and actually, no, the question is yeah. going to be really, really, really easy. But I think, yeah, it does freak people out. Oh god, did he recover? Uh, no, they they had to sort of pause recording. <laughs> Oh, no. It was quite awkward. Yeah, it was quite awkward. Uh, So he was on a guy called Jules from Escape to the Country. You know that guy? Yeah. Who who looks like um, Hal Cruttenden. And uh, and I can't can't remember who else was. There was one more person. I can't remember who it was. That's Mm. rubbish, that, isn't it? Uh, But I took um, Les Dawson's daughter with me. Oh, wow. Oh, lovely. His his elder daughter, yeah. She got in touch with me to say uh, she knew I was doing it. And I, I invited her and she came along and it was lovely. Oh, yeah. that's great. And they, they spoke to, yeah. I think comedians always do well on there or do really badly, don't they? I think there's, it's, it's either there's, one or the there's other. There's no middle ground. No. no. I think because mm. we're just used to being in the spotlight, aren't we, and being on our own. I think it's kind of yeah. suits You're us. You're not phased so much. Like, you know, even sports people who you think, God, they're used to so much pressure as professional athletes. Yeah. They're much more nervous because yeah. I think also we, we've died and we've faced humiliation. <laughs> yes. And, yeah. it, you know, you you are slightly toughened up by that, I guess. Uh, the same day I recorded mine, Jason uh, Manford recorded his, and he just, he did that thing of, like, if you're, you, 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 you can't let the last one go that you got wrong. Mm. And you oh, just, yeah. you know, and it, it, just, it just threw him. He had, um, which, Ameri- uh, which American um, uh, intelligence agency is uh, three letters and based at Langley or something? And he said, KJ, KGB. <laughs> <laughs> And then I mean, he knew he got it wrong. He went, FBI, I mean, CIA. And they went, oh, you've got to see your first answer. <laughs> Bless. Well, maybe he knows something we don't, you know. Exactly. Well, he's ahead of his time. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Exactly, Russian truth. So um, and what, what other quizzing have you enjoyed in your lifetime, Justin? Well, I've done very badly on uh, Pointless a couple of times. <laughs> um, Haven't we all? Yeah, the worst thing about Pointless is, I don't know if you've ever gone out round one. I've done it yep. twice, gone out round one. And they just bundle you in a car and drive you away. <laughs> you yeah. It's so weird. Well, that is the full civilian experience of being on a quiz show. Yeah. Yes, yes, You're there yes. waiting around for hours beforehand and then they can't get rid of you soon enough afterwards. Ooh, Bye, on your train. The dog's just making an appearance there. Hello, oh, what's your dog we, called? We like, she's called Pets Coco there, she is. Oh, see? gorgeous. Hey, oh, that's oh, a waggy tail. Who's a, a good, good girl? Wag. She's a good girl, Coco. Hey, Coco. Hey, Coco. Coco. What are you doing there? She's, nice. wa- she's wanting a walk. 
No, yeah. look at that, like a little mm. Spanish dog. Anyway, so uh, she... she's not mine. Yeah, Jose from next door. Well, Coco is a you know could be a very Spanish name. You, you don't know. Yeah, no, I, it is awful when you go out in the first round in pointless. I just did it in lockdown, and because um, no one even shakes your hand or <laughs> gives gone. you a cuddle, it's <laughs> just like pushing Prodded you with up. a stick. Yeah, yeah. So the, first, the first time I did it, I think it was Jenny McAlpine. And uh, I can't remember what went what went wrong. But then I did a comedian special with uh, Hal, Hal Crondon. And I just, you know, you just get something so wrong. It's just <laughs> so wrong. It was, uh, it was uh, uh, famous children in, in horror movies or something like that. And it was, it was, who's this from the Adams Family? And I said, choose the Adams. Oh. I just got it wrong. Just, I just in my one head, day out, oh. you know. Yeah. I just got it wrong and it was clearly... And the minute I'd done it, and it's that competitive thing of just going... And as soon as I said it, I could see, I could feel everyone going, no, you've got it wrong, the audience, I went, oh. <laughs> no, no. Oh. You were thinking of Tuesday Weld, the, uh, the actress. Well, Tuesday is a name, isn't it? Wednesday's yeah. never a name, that's why, yeah. Yeah. And Francesca was on the show and she got it straight away next after me. She took my answer oh. and ran with it. But never mind, never mind. And then and then I did um, Eggheads, which I Who loved Who was your team for Eggheads? Uh, again, it was Hal Cruttenden, uh, Ken Cheng. Um, I can't remember who else was on. It was comedians, comedians. Yeah. And um, I got, you know what? I got stiffed on that, I'll be honest with you. Oh. I went to the head-to-head. Beef, you got beef. Yeah, and... Uh, Sport answered all three questions. Bang, bang, bang. Not a problem. And then in the uh, in the sudden death, they asked me who was the champion horse trainer, and I don't know anything about horses, and all. I I don't think it's a sport. And uh, <laughs> and I was playing against Lisa, and she, hers was um, basically what colour shirts did they wear in the uh, Valletta? Like mm. you had a choice of one in seven if you didn't know. I had every person in the world. <laughs> Well, you see, I don't know the answer to that question. What colour shirts they wear in what? So in the Tour de France, the leader wears the yellow oh, jersey. Yeah, yeah. Okay. In, well, the, so in the Giro, it's the pink, and in the Valletta, it's red. Oh, okay. So different. Yeah, and I quite like cycling. I quite enjoy the, the cycling stuff and that. So anyway, never mind. It's a long way mm. to go just to be embarrassed. I know, yeah. it's awful. I went out on the weakest link on a um, cricket question, and it still rankles because I, you know, I mean, I don't think cricket's a sport. I mean, I know that's probably more contentious than horse racing, but I don't... I don't. You're talking to a man sat in front of his bank of wisdoms. <laughs> I Actually, uh, cricket is a connection with another TV quiz as well. I've been phoning a friend on um, um, who wants to be a millionaire. Have you? Who, who phoned you? Sally Lindsay. So mm. Sally Lindsay and her husband, Steve White. And uh, oh, it, was day, it was one of those, uh, you know, one of them drop the mic moments. Because uh, you get a phone call and it was still it was Chris Tarrant in them days and it was it literally was like oh I just uh, Chris Tarrant here <laughs> Sally and Steve are doing very well but they need your help <laughs> and it's like oh <laughs> I'm in the show <laughs> and uh, Sally comes on and she does and she sounded dead northern she come on she went I love <laughs> <laughs> and she just asked me the question she said Lord's cricket ground old father time sits on top of this stand what is it and I just went weather vane before she gave me the option she went and you would know it final answer. 
And that oh, was it. Oh, lovely. <laughs> Didn't even go through the oh. options. Didn't even uh, go through the options. Yeah, uh, great. I've always wondered what it's like with the phone a friend. Do they do any sort of preliminary call or you just know you've got to be at home from this time to this time? Certain time. I think when they do it for proper money and, and with things, there's talk that somebody sits with you, but that never happened to me. Now, I think in, in the current climate, there is, there's a security person there with you. Yeah, um, I think since the reboot, definitely um, to make sure you're not Googling. staring at a, a list of <laughs> world capitals on your wall. Well, because yeah. you, know well, you could, couldn't you? You could just cover your walls with every fact yeah. that you could ever think of. Well, I've I mean, that, that is what my spare room looks like. So. <laughs> well, I've done that. I, I've play, I watched. I'm just, uh, he wants to be a millionaire, and I've and I've played phone a friend to see if you could Google it quickly, and you easily can. Yeah. It's like um, Popmaster. Oh, There's don't, so don't. Googling. It's got oh. so awful, hasn't it? Yeah. And I've poor just Ken. So many of them at it. Yes. yes. Yeah. He's, he's very dignified, though. He doesn't, you know, he doesn't make an issue. He doesn't call people out, but you can tell the disdain in his voice. You can tell. <laughs> oh, you got that just got, at the last they've second. Got, they've got a yeah. clicky keyboard. You can <laughs> yeah. hear your enter key. Come Get on. a touch screen, at least, if you're going <laughs> to do it. Do you know what I mean? Or put yourself on mute and Siri it. I mean, they're not proper Popmaster fans. I just think that they're, they're yeah. They, I, I think it doesn't happen often, but sometimes you can. There was a it's three and so ten obvious, the other day, and it was, you know, the three and ten, he'd obviously just about managed to Google. Literally yeah. the first three that came up. Yeah. 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 I'd rather not. I'd rather not. Mm. I'd rather not win it and cheat, yeah. you know. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. I do a thing on a Sunday with uh, on Talk Sport with uh, Max uh, Rushton and Barry Glendenin, and it's every week they phone me and we play a game called Guess the Attendance, and they <laughs> <laughs> they basically obviously in lockdown times they've had to go with historic ones, so yeah. we go Gillingham versus Sunderland, nineteen eighty seven, <laughs> and basically Barry will go one number, then I'll go one higher or lower, and we just do best of five, and it's fun, but you could easily cheat that, you could easily yeah. cheat it, but I hate to cheat something that I don't get paid for. I don't win anything. <laughs> it's just the fun of doing it. Yeah. I'm too competitive. 
to cheat. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. We did catch someone cheating on one of our Zoom quizzes. It was very awkward because we all have a little WhatsApp group to discuss. (laughs) And someone who'd had no idea in the WhatsApp group had suddenly come up with the answer. And it was, we were like, there's just no way. You're not, it it wasn't one of those things. I can't remember what the question was now, but it wasn't one of those things that would just come to you. No. It was like, you must have Googled that. And now you're trying to pass it off. And we just said, we don't want the point. We don't want that point. Now we had uh, we I do a quiz on a Monday with uh, Rob Riley and Mick Ferry and a, and a few others, and uh, we, we know there is a team that cheats. Mm. We it's hate so them. So disappointing, isn't it? Yeah. We yeah. hate it them so ta- much. It takes the joy out, doesn't it? Well, and also it's like we did, it's the it's a friend of uh, Jenny's who writes the quiz. You know that red tooth one. Yeah. And yeah, dead Bill. And it's just it's just a nice evening out. And it's ruined by these people who... And these are so obvious, they sit there with the phone. Uh, yeah. anyway. What a sad little life. To, to, <laughs> yes, I... to quote, come down with me. What a yeah. sad I hope you're very life. happy. <laughs> now, Justin, yes. when I appeared on your podcast recently, mm-hmm. you teased uh, that you had a Bowen anecdote. A Jim Bowen anecdote? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, well, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> um, no pressure, so, but this is kind of the climax of the podcast. But anyway, yeah. you're in <laughs> So a few years ago, I, I'm a huge... I used to love Jim Bowen. I used to love Bullseye. I, I absolutely hate the sort of like irreverence that people have for it and the mockery of it. I think it's actually a brilliant format. It is. And, and it should have been brought back properly with mm-hmm. somebody like this guy hosting it I'd have dealt with it properly all those rubbish things oh somebody in Birmingham gets a speedboat it's just it's that's not true anyway mm. so Jim was very proud of that and Jim was doing I don't even remember um uh, Lucy a few years ago Jim came up and did a couple of Edinburgh shows yes where he was doing stuff about bullseye and uh before it there was a comedy magazine I think it was called The Fix or something like that and they were interviewing Jim and me like uh stalwarts of the north one newer one older about our time in comedy. And I went to Jim's house. He had a lovely house in Lancaster. And outside his uh, garage, he had two beautiful Mercedes, his and hers. His wife had one, he had one. And I said, Jim, why, why don't you put the, the Mercedes in the garage? There's a double garage there. Why, why do you have your cars outside? He went, ah, well, that's because in that one is the roller and the other one is the Bentley. <laughs> so <laughs> the kind of, that's where he was. But anyway, we did this interview and... Uh, <laughs> He's going, who do, you, who do you like then? What, what kind of comedy do you like? So I'm talking about this, that and the other. And I said, oh, I love Bob Monkhouse. Yes. He said, oh, he said, he'd have loved you, Bob. He said, he wasn't a funny man naturally, but he loved comedy and he'd have loved you. So I said, oh, all right, great. He said, who else do you like? I said, Les Dawson's my number one. He said, oh, Les, lovely man. He'd have loved you. Grafter, like yourself. Grafter, worked hard, he'd have loved you. He said, bloody hell. He said, everybody you're talking about is dead. He said, who else do you like? I said, I said, well, I quite like Bruce Forsyth. He said, the man's a... (laughs) (laughs) I said, what? He said, he's he's dead old. He said, he's doing musical jokes on telly. He should move aside and let somebody else have a go. He never made the interview. I mean, God rest... They're both dead now anyway, so they can't see us. But it's a bloody marvellous anecdote. I absolutely love that. (laughs) Absolutely love it. And we love love Jim Bowen and we love the legacy of Bullseye on this show. So, you know, that's right up our street. Um, I I don't trust anybody who doesn't pick darts up and doesn't say county player. 
<laughs> if you don't pick darts one go, county player, no pressure on you now. <laughs> one of my favourite memes is that one where uh, Jim does that. You know when he does that when he does a punch in the air and he yes. spins round with somebody's somebody's one. Yeah, it's a it was a brilliant show. It's yes. it's, it's it's flawless. Yeah, and he was genuinely delighted, and it was yeah the whole thing really was just a, a little nugget of joy in a Sunday. Yeah, they could easily, they could easily bring it back. They could easily put it on mainstream television. Done, been doing some work for ITV, developing some shows and things like that with game shows and quizzes and things like that. And I was speaking to people quite high up in ITV, and one of the dirty little secrets that ITV have is that catchphrase is massive. Mm. The audience it gets is incredible. And you yeah. think it's a bit of a joke format. But actually, some of these things work brilliantly. And I think Bullseye, I definitely could see Bullseye being yeah. being on Saturday yeah. tea time. You've got well, to have that. It's the play along ability. I think things like catchphrase, mm. it, there's something for everybody. And if you don't know that one, there's going to be another one along in a minute where you and your gran can compete and shout yeah. from the sofa yeah. and get invested that's in it. Well, I think that's player. why... You know, telly should be trying to be that kind of spanning the generations rather than trying to appeal to specific demographics and, you know. Well, there's certain times, isn't there? Certain shows. I mean, you're never going to series link Bullseye. You know, 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 but but if it's on, you'll all sit down and watch it, won't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. In my humble opinion. And you were absolutely right. Now, do we have time? Can you spare us time for a little quick, quick fire quiz before you go? I've got hours. You can have me for as long as you need me. (laughs) I think your dog might have something to say about that. But yeah, yeah, we'll do. I thought because of the Greater Manchester connection between all of us, I live there, you two have been born and resided there. Mm -hmm. I thought I would do uh, a sort of a mank off between you. Pardon? <laughs> You'd mank actually, us off. Pardon me. <laughs> Maybe that was an unfortunate turn of phrase. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Somebody said to me yesterday, I was joking about them, a friend of mine. I said, are we buying each other presents for Christmas? There was no way we'd be buying each other for presents, but it was a it was a joke thing. And she said, she said, I'm going to get you that sculpture, that head from the hello video of yourself. So I said, so literally, you're going to be giving me a head for Christmas. Hey! hey. I like it a lot. Right, I'm going to do a quick fire, just a few questions about mm-hmm. the uh, amazing things that have come out of uh, the Northwest, but more specifically Manchester or Greater Manchester. Okay. Um, okay, which movement was galvanised in the early 19th century by the support of Reverend Cowherd of the Beefsteak Chapel Vegetarian in Salford? Exactly. Oh, yes. Yeah. One of the very earliest vegetarian movements, William Cowherd, who died in 1816, but his movement lived on and uh, contributed to the rise of vegetarianism in the UK. Founded in 1888, the Football League is the oldest world football competition. Um, who won the first... Preston North End. Well done. Yes. Thank you. Oh, I, I was going to buzz in a bit earlier as well. Yes. Thought, mm. you, you knew where it, it was going. It could go anywhere, this. Uh, second and third. Any ideas? Wanderers, engineers. Yeah, Wanderers were third. And, uh, well, Rampton Wanderers, not Bolton Wanderers, sorry. Oh, well, no, Rampton oh, no, Wanderers. I've uh, <laughs> got no idea. And, um, Who were the big six in them days? So it was Preston North End, Aston Villa, Wolverhampton Wanderers, Blackburn Rovers, Bolton Wanderers and West Bromwich Albion. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. We're, 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 in the, we're in the European positions. <laughs> uh, but never, never any higher. 
Rose Royce was created. Midland Hotel. Yeah. Oh, you are good. I love this. <laughs> okay. Um, Emmeline Pankhurst founded a movement in Manchester, nineteen o three. What was the name of that? The the name of that movement. Votes for women. Mm, well, no, the actual, the official name of yeah. the organisation that was she it founded. Suffragette women's movement. Or? Suffrage. The women something. Women's suffrage movement. No, I'll women's... tell you, it was the Women's Social and Political Union. Ah. Yeah. I mean, you know, it wasn't a great question, I'll be honest with you. Um, <laughs> These days it would be called Votes for Women, wouldn't it? It would be called something like that. Yeah, exactly. It would be called <laughs> Votes. Yeah. Have you seen, <laughs> have you seen the statue in St Peter's Square? No. So the statue is Emmeline Pankhurst doing a speech, but she stood on a chair. And <laughs> my son pointed out to me, he said... All it's going to take is some kind of like uh, wag to put a picture of a mouse on the bottom just to make her look like she's very weak. <laughs> You've planted that idea now, Morehouse. Yeah. And, uh, I know. It and will... I'm, gonna, I'm enabling misogynists, aren't I? That's what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you one more question. In uh, 1917, uh, at the University of Manchester, an artificial nuclear reaction was created for the first time by whom? Oh, um, oh, oh, oh! People say he was the first person to split the atom, but yeah, really, oh, it's an artificial it's a name, isn't it? It's a, it's a, oh, I, forget, I don't know. I'm giving up. Oh, good! I finally beat you both. It was Ernest Rutherford. Rutherford, yeah, that's where you get the Rutherford yes. Institute, don't you? Because yeah, I didn't, I didn't realise that was in, at Manchester. Well, so, there, you there you go. More Split Nobel Prize winners than I think Oxford and Cambridge, and then Manchester's third in the uh, Nobel Prize winners All right. league table at British University. But um, good quizzing, good Mankoff guys. Uh, Thank you. It's been an absolute delight and a joy to speak to you, Justin. Thank and, you. Uh, I look forward to seeing you after lockdown. Yeah, one day, one day it'll happen, won't it? One day soon, and we will keep listening to you on the radio. And uh, have you got a podcast? That I have. Yeah, I've got yeah, a podcast. Go it's, called about about, it. it's called about thirty minutes, no more than forty-five, mm. and it was just my audio diary. I think I probably grabbed you on it before now, uh, Lucy, and I just bump into people and chat to people and things like that. But obviously during lockdown, it's become longer chats. We've had some amazing guests on recently. We've had uh, your co-host. We've mm. had uh, Chris Hoy was on last week, got Pete Ooh. McKee on this week, Gabby Logan, Badly Drawn Boy, and they've been really good and they've sort of like developed into quite earnest chats about mental health and all sorts of stuff. Really good. Amazing. Really nice. I well, like it. I will l- listen to those until I can see your lovely face again. Oh, uh, nice to see you Thank you, you very both. much for coming. Justin Morehouse. So now we are joined once again by the man with the wonderful backdrop and the melodica in his back pocket. It is Mike Cannon. Hello, Mike. Hello, hello. Um, do you have your quiz ready for us, please, my darling? I do have the quiz ready for you. Um, I'll just give you a bit of background. So mm-hmm. uh, the quiz that I do um, during lockdown usually has a round that I call the four, three, two, one round. So the first question has four answers, three answers, etc. Love um, it. Obviously, as it's five questions on this podcast, I've done a five, four, three, two, one round. Um, mixture of a couple of pub quiz classic genres, uh, which I'm sure you guys will smash, and then some other stuff. Ooh, great. How exciting. I'm just going to let my cat out. Hang on a sec. <laughs> <laughs> That's why she's calling it now. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, not a euphemism. There she is. She's gone. She's gone. She's out. 
lovely. Right. So five, four, three, two, one. Do you want me to do the five, four, three? In fact, Jenny, do you want to do the five, four, three, two, one theme tune? Um, I don't have my melodica to hand, so. Oh, no, never mind. Okay. So pop quiz classic for the first one. What are the first five books of the Old Testament? Oh my God. Well, Genesis. Genesis. Yes. Exodus. Leviticus. Yes. Numbers. Mm-hmm. What's the other one? Kings. No. no. Judges. No. Deuteronomy. Oh, Joe. Yeah. Correct. Deuteronomy. Oh, Deuteronomy. Lovely. Deuteronomy. Yeah. I was at that point just shouting books of the Old Testament at you, Mike. So there you that's go. Like, Very good I, question. I feel like people in general learn like the first four and then like mm. that's probably all I need. So yeah. uh, that's quite I, I never got past... Um, well, Genesis is the most entertaining book. Yeah. Because it's, it's even got like, it's got the multicolor dream coat in there. It's got your lot. Exodus is quite entertaining. And I think it kind of tails off in terms of sort of hilarity yeah. after that. I think it's that classic, you know, the first book was great. Sequel, okay. <laughs> Sequel. But then further <laughs> there's, a, there's, a, there's a really yeah. interesting book um, about the Bible. Okay, right, <laughs> this sounds very tedious. But it's called The Book of Jay. And it's an academic theory that the first book books of the bible were actually written as a bit of a laugh and they were written by a woman wow and actually when you read it you think all this adds up it's not a conspiracy theory they're actually they've got evidence and and about what the intention of the first books of the bible was um, in the first place they were were an entertainment and you know teaching lessons but it was more Mm. you know there was a little bit of satire in there yeah great and it it's makes sense job. when you read it and you and you think yeah a woman's written yeah. this yeah no one else could come up with this this nonsense <laughs> what was that called again book of, book of j just book the letter j. j okay there you go right question number two four answers to this one then which four countries in the world are the largest producers of wine this is a subject close to my heart yes and and by volume by volume by right. volume france yes Australia. USA. USA. Australia doesn't appear in the top four. <gasps> South Africa. Um, no. Argentina. No. Chile. Closer to home. Close to Spain. Home. Spain. Italy. And Italy is number one. Wow. I mean, Gosh. yeah, it's, it is every meal, isn't it? Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, now that I'm working from home, it's the same. I mean, lunch. <laughs> um. Yeah, I no, very not... rarely drink a, an Italian wine these days. I must oh, I, they're my favourites. I like a Primitivo. Mm. It's oh, my go-to. Uh, yeah, so Italy's number one, then Spain, then France, and then wow. the USA. And I think China's number five. Big wine is producer it? China. Yeah, because yeah, I was thinking, is it just that it's one of their main industries or is it on a huge scale? Which is why you'd go for something like Australia, where you, you've got yeah. quite a lot of uh, their their agriculture will be devoted to it but mm. is there not that much well i'm doing my bit to boost australian wine sales because <laughs> uh, i have been drinking that's been my uh, very very cheap australian wines have been oh. seeing me through lockdown <laughs> you, you can name the brand and try and get an endorsement <laughs> yes 19 crimes hello oh hello, no I, i'm into 19 crimes as well oh, they're yeah. uh, 
the rum I've not had that one. barrel aged yes it's nice that one isn't gorgeous it? but they're ordinary reds beautiful as well when well you they're get that on a nice special offer oh i know i mean because actually when i say very cheap it's not i mean normally i i'm five pounds and below and i think you know it's seven to nine pounds for a bottle of the crime yeah, but you can you can morrison's <laughs> tends to do every, every other offer it'll mm. be it'll be in like the three the three for 15 or whatever they do yeah. yeah there we go who knew this would turn into a hybro cheap wine chat <laughs> yeah i usually just buy what's on offer so there we go three answers to this one which three songs were number one hits for the band atomic kitten oh, hole again lovely question this Was is hole a again, lovely one. one must have been hole again yes eternal flame yes the tidy's high brackets got the feeling correct there we go yeah. he's so highbrow <laughs> i think cheap wine and atomic kitten is a little <laughs> bit of a a great a great combo a good, a good pairing as they say uh, <laughs> singing I mean, I along to eternal flame at the top of your lungs after a couple a of bottles of cheap chardonnay yeah no that's a that's a night in for us isn't it <laughs> wine atomic kitten and leviticus that's your that's your night in <laughs> If we could start a theory that the Bible was actually written by Atomic Kitten, that would, that, that might be quite... Uh, well, Kerry Katona came up with the whole concept mm. and invented a time machine. <laughs> Prawn ring at the Last Supper. There you go. <laughs> okay, so uh, question number four, two answers to this one. Um, what are the two colours that appear on the flag of St. David? Now, I confess that I am confused by this question. So the St. David, because obviously I'm thinking of the Welsh flag, which Welsh. has a dragon on it. But it's not that, is it? So is and is, is it's, it's not, not no. No, is that is this is gonna sound really dumb, but is it in the Union Jack? It's not in the Union Jack, is it? That's just or is it? What's in the Union Jack? There's a, the St. George and St. Andrew. Yeah. Is that it? So yeah, it doesn't appear in the Union Jack. I will tell I'm you that. Is I'm it black and think. white? You've got one of the colours correct. Is it black, black and yellow? <laughs> It's black and yellow. Yeah. yeah, I was thinking when I've been on holiday in North Wales, I've seen yeah. that flag around and so, gone, hmm, what does that mean? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm originally not from North Wales, which is ah, lovely. why I, I know that flag. Whereabouts? But, um, yeah. Where in, where in North Wales are you from? Um, I'm from Wrexham, so just on the border, um, but we spend a lot of time the other side lovely. on our holidays in a caravan. Mm -hmm. um, but yes, when the um, Scottish independence uh, referendum was happening, they were looking at what the flag might look like if they went independent. And because the blue on the Union Jack is only from the St Andrew's flag, we would have had to go to a black, red and yellow Union Jack. Ooh. <laughs> potentially. I'd, I'd be in for, in for that. But yeah. Yeah. Flag changes are so controversial. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, they're tricky. So they've had to have a referendum in uh, New Zealand about six times now, it seems, to change the flag and get rid of the Union Jack. And well, yeah. Yeah, uh, nobody can decide. Well, mock it up. Let's mock up a Union Jack with the uh, St David's flag in it and see what we think. Yeah. Yeah, it would be nice to have some representation. Yeah. Well, j just slap a dragon in the middle, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I think that makes, that makes any flag look fantastic. Yeah. Just pop a dragon on it. Done. Yeah. Oh, we've, we've solved we've solved evolution now. 
little bonus question for you. I'm going to throw one back at you, uh, Mike. What animal is on the flags of both Spain and Sri Lanka? And others as well, but mm. Spain and Sri Lanka are too, with this particular animal on. That's not a dragon, is it? It's not. I'm trying to picture it. Is it a lion? Yes, it is. Congrats. It's a stylized one, isn't it? On, a lion. It's definitely on Sri Lanka, but it's holding the holding a flag, is it? Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. Which, I mean, lions, they're not known for being able to grip things. Yes, so. yeah. <laughs> Mike, what is our final question with presumably just one yeah. answer? Uh, yes. So the final question is, Gammon Retreat is an anagram of which British actress? Gammon <laughs> Retreat. I love that. I love it. Um, well, it's got Margaret. I'm trying to do it without writing it down, you see. Uh, Gammon Retreat. Anne? No. Oh. Not an Anne. I'm, I'm, I'm trying Norma. To I'm just going to keep shouting out her first no. names. Meg, uh, Gammon Retreat. I've almost got Megan Trainer, but that's not a British actress. <laughs> oh, Emma? No, it's not Emma. Emma. Oh, Emma. Did you say Emma? Emma, yeah, yeah, yeah. Very close with Emma. Is it Gemma? Very close with Emma. Gemma Arterton. Yes, that's it. Yeah. Gemma Arterton. Very good. No, that's a lovely one. I, I love an anagram, Mike. Absolutely love an anagram. That was a fantastic quiz. Thank you so much. And we look forward to hearing your melodica very soon. Thank you, Mike Cannon. Well, that was a, another wonderful episode. Jen, I enjoyed that enormously. I hope you did too. Absolutely fantastic. I mean, that was a great listener quiz. Yes. Because there was something for everybody and it puzzled us a little bit. Our Bible knowledge, mate needs work needs yeah we need to put some effort in my wow. parents will be spinning in their graves at the because i do you know i did actually learn all the books of the bible uh when i was a kid i didn't i used to know and now i don't and that is a source of great sadness for me so anyway it's something Aww. for me to revise yep and um and something to look forward to in the melodica stylings <gasps> of mike which will uh, feature soon so uh, thank you guys for listening as always we are hugely appreciative of our listenership um please You're leave a nice review guys. if yeah. you can i mean we love you maybe and we, 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 if you love this you want other people to be able to hear the joy of quiz so mm. tell your friends tell your enemies tell your mum maybe warn her about the sweary episodes tell your priest um, definitely tell your priest mm -hmm. we've not had a priest on yet no, there was a priest on Potmaster the other day and I thought, yeah, we should, we'll get him on. Yeah, if, if you're a man or woman of the cloth and you wish to set us a religious quiz, do. Yeah, I'm going to be touch. learning my books of the Bible, so, uh, so that'll be good. <laughs> All right, thanks very much for listening. Bye. Bye. Fingers on Buzzers starred Lucy Porter and Jenny Ryan and was produced by Amanda Redman with music by Kevin McLeod and Justin Edwards. Email quiz at fingersonbuzzers.com and tweet at fingersbuzzers. Thanks for listening and don't forget to join us next time for more Fingers on Buzzers. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.